remember I really wanted to suck your dick that one day and you had meetings and you kept saying no because you oh, had yeah. meetings. <laughs> to like you had like things you had you just had work to you had to do. And I was like, please. And I was like literally seriously begging you. And you said no three times. You had to like say no. That put me in a little place where I'm like, oh my God, like I've never like seriously had to beg a guy to suck his dick and him tell me no. Welcome to What I Love About Sex, where some incredible guests and I, Steph Kanowski, will be bringing you the tools for improving your sex life with topics such as sex issues with your partner, sexual self-confidence, premature ejaculation, sexual shame, masturbation, sharing your fetishes, orgasmic pleasure, and more. Sex is still so taboo, and I personally believe that by improving our understanding and communication skills around sex, we can enhance our own self-pleasure as well as deepening our long-term romantic relationships. So listen in, try to stay open-minded, and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Sex podcast. Today's a special and unique episode because I'm here with my partner and I'm going to introduce him to you. We're going to go through some questions that I I asked you guys on IG. Do you have any questions for us as a, a couple and what he thinks about what I do and all that? So a lot of juicy, interesting, weird questions <laughs> were received and we're going to dive into them today. So before I get into that, I want to let you guys know here on the podcast for the first time that I have just released a masturbation meditation and it's only seven bucks. Go get it because it's going to help you be more present with your partner. It's going to get you out of the habit of having to rely on porn to get off. And it think of it as like a guided meditation, but you're jerking off to it. <laughs> it's my voice, which is kind of weird, but you're so used to hearing my voice anyway. So why the fuck not make a masturbation recording? So that is in the description of this episode. Go buy it, go go check it out. I think you're really gonna like it. It's really gonna help you. So moving into the episode, I'm with my partner, Andrew. Hey guys, how's and, it going? And yeah, Andrew, I'm just gonna have you take it away in terms of how we met because you just tell the story best. <laughs> Yeah, so we met at a funny time in my life because I was going through a lot in my personal life. And at the time, you were a men's relationship coach. And I had just come out of a breakup. And my ex actually introduced me to your content, which I started consuming. And I hired a therapist, I run a business, so I hired a business coach, and I hired you as my relationship coach all within like a week or two. And and it went from six months of us working in a professional capacity to another six months where we had ended that of friendship, and then eventually it became romantic, which I'm very happy that it did. Oh, me too. Yeah, so... Yeah, <laughs> we're really, we're really excited to share a little bit more about our relationship. We started, what would you say? Like it started a romantic side of things started in January, right? 
Yeah, yeah, in this January. Past January. Yeah, and and even at first it was very casual. Yeah. But at that point we had a foundation of a friendship, which I think has led to a very healthy relationship up to this point, and it's mm. progressively gotten more serious, and we've progressively thought more long term, and we've been both been very. I think it's also been unique in that both of us came to it having been through relationships that were really difficult in the past and and obviously didn't work out and had learned and had tried to work on ourselves. And so coming into this relationship, I think both of us are coming from a much more, I know both of us are coming from a much more secure place and coming from that place, still having insecurities, but really being okay talking about those insecurities and working through them. I know for me, historically, I've had like a really hard time with that. And it's still not easy, but I just, that hiding those things never led to positive outcomes. And so I really had to to work on that. And anyways, yeah. So it's been... I think that's something that we definitely should dive into because I know there's so many guys who do struggle like showing that vulnerable side, but also the masculine side at the same time and fearing that if they are vulnerable, they won't come across masculine. And I know that you've even mentioned that to me through our personal discussions, but I I think you do such a good job with it. And I know that probably took like practice and courage, but, but yeah, I think there's like some questions where that will come up as an answer so we can dive deeper into it. But yeah, I agree with, I agree with you and that our relationship really is healthy. I think the most interesting thing about it about our relationship is that it is so healthy and it made us both feel like maybe that wasn't the right feeling to have with someone you're romantically interested in because there were there weren't many ups and downs or anxieties or uncertainties it kind of just always felt very smooth like from the start even when it was super casual it was just like i always knew what you were thinking like not what you're thinking but you know like i always knew your intentions I always knew that I was, that I could go to you for anything. It was never like this feeling in the past where it was more about like lust from the start. It was this constant roller coaster of like, oh my God, like, can I text him this? Or like, why isn't he answering me? Is he with like other girls? And like you and I just made everything so clear from the start. And it was like, hey, here's, here's the truth. Here's what's going on. Like, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about it? And it was just always being honest and then opening up the conversation to like, how are you feeling about this? Or like, you seem a little apprehensive. Like, is that true? You know, like we were just, we were really good at reading each other, I think from the start too. And being very, you know, it was just always easy to express myself with you. And I think. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of like attachment theory. So the way I think of it is neither of our attachment systems were being activated. There wasn't Mm -hmm. this sense of like nervousness or not to say there wasn't excitement or attraction, but there wasn't that like necessarily butterflies in your feeling. Like you said, unsure about what the other person is thinking. There was just always, and I think because starting from a friendship, there was a foundation of trust and security and Frankly, you came (laughs) when we met the first time and I was where I was, you were kind of seeing me at one of my lowest lows. So you can only go up from there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's been, it's been, 
Yeah, I think it's been really good and healthy. And yeah, I I knew going into it in theory what a healthy relationship was supposed to look like. And what I found really interesting was in all the interviews and all the research I did about like, okay, well, I know what an unhealthy relationship looks like. So what is a healthy relationship supposed to look like? And over and over and over again, the thing that I heard was like, frankly, it feels kind of boring compared to relationships if you've been in them when they are toxic and and crazy and wild and lots of ups and downs. And so that boring feeling can be mistaken for not for indifference and for lack maybe of that's, attraction. that solid feeling mm-hmm. can be misunderstood for boredom. Sure. You yeah. know, I think that's like a, a better way to look at things because I think boredom has such a negative connotation. Like when yeah. I think of boring, I, I don't picture you mm-hmm. <laughs> like or our relationship. And I know it like it's you're okay. saying like the overall feeling is just like, okay, I expect this. Like, okay, like not that we don't have spontaneity, but it's yeah. kind of just like, I always know he's got my back. Like I never have to like do anything to you to make me feel more secure. Like it's just, I am secure. Like, there's no, like, going out of my way to test things and play games to figure out where you're at. So, yeah, I think that can can be misconstrued in a lot of relationships for for excitement and, like, passion. Because when you finally do figure out that one little game, you feel like you won and it's this, like, dopamine rush. And you associate it to the other person and you just think that that's how things should feel. And I think we both, yeah, have felt that in past relationships and attributed that to, like, oh, this... This is what a relationship's like. This is normal for relationships. And it just, yeah, it does not have to be there. So I think too, it's important to note that there was definitely like, even though we never felt like a ton of butterflies, we we still both had those initial feelings of like, ooh, like I'm attracted to you. Or ooh, like he's being really flirty with me. Like, oh my God, what does this mean? Where is this going? So there is still that like fun and we still have that. (laughs) I would say we have it now more than ever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is actually interesting. Like I feel like more like, ooh, like about (laughs) about you more now than, yeah, when we first met and when, yeah, we we just started having sex and all that. I think our sex has gotten better. Yeah better and better and yeah so let's jump into the sexy stuff i like that we started off with the emotional so that's good all right (laughs) here we go this okay first one i can't imagine what a turn on it must be to hear steph talk about sex all the time is it turn on to hear steph talk about sex all the time i don't know that hearing steph talk about sex all the time although it is a common (laughs) theme of our discussions mostly often because of her line of work i suppose it can be i don't really think of it that way i am just turned on by stephanie and just who and just who you are so it's not necessarily the discussion of of sex but i think also both of us are pretty sexual people and so it's it's more of like the normal flirtation and you know regular relationship things that that turn me on your your topic and because usually you know often when you're talking about sex it's usually in like in a clinical or professional type of conversation it's not Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. so and and so i don't have a hard time differentiating between a clinical discussion about sex and your line of work and me getting me getting turned on so Yeah. yeah Yeah, I'm I'm also talking about a lot of issues too. Yeah. You know, so it's like that's not 
a turn on when you're talking about like you know it's just more per- a professional yeah discussion that I, I'll be share yeah. sharing things with you yeah I mean you, you and when you talk I'm about sex and... you're often talking about dicks and <laughs> you talking about dicks <laughs> doesn't doesn't do it for me maybe if you talk about mine then sure but, yeah. I talk about yours too. you do you do, you do. <laughs> okay next one do you do you talk slash direct him while he goes down on you so you get your best O orgasm? I feel like I'm pretty direct. Yeah, you're totally direct. Right? Yeah, you tell me exactly what you want, which is which is good. And then I also think as we've gotten to know each other better, I've, you know, better understand what you want. But there's always, you know, depending on where you're coming from and the mood that you're in, whether it's softer, mm-hmm. harder, slower, faster, left. Right. Um, <laughs> I'll literally say that to the left, to the left. Yeah, yeah. So, but it works. I think so that super important. Yeah, and I think that like, what do you feel about? Because I get a lot of guys who say, you know, I asked my girl to give me direction, and she's just like, you should know at this point. And that's literally the the response a lot of guys get is like, you should know. I shouldn't have to tell you, and. Like, when those guys are like, what do I say to that? Like, what would you recommend? <sighs> That's a tough one. I think I would, if I were in that situation, I would probably try to open up the line of communication and help my partner understand that I am doing my best, but that I can't, you know, read your mind and I am not feeling what you're feeling. So it is it is literally impossible for me to guess exactly what it is that that you need and and you can always take hints and you can you can use you know the weird way to put it but like historical data about what your partner <laughs> likes and, and as references but yeah i think if if that's the response from my partner i think there are to me that's a sign of other underlying issues around mm. communication that need to be worked on but yeah, I, that's that's a tough one. There's a lot of context that, that goes with that. And... Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. This guy says, no question. Just tell him he's a lucky bugger. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. You are I, a lucky bugger. <laughs> I am a lucky bugger. Yep. 100%. Okay. <laughs> Next one. Been with my girl for two years and haven't made her fully orgasm slash squirt yet. And then he says toys or talk. Toys or talk. I mean, maybe both. It just depends, right, on like what your partner wants. And and I guess talk before toys, right? Mm, if, mm-hmm. Because you need to discuss what yeah. it is that, that she wants and figure out you're probably needing to work on like figuring out what the what the block is. I mean, I think that by asking that question, hopefully you're you're already coming from the right place, which is like you care enough to mm-hmm. ask and you want to give your partner that pleasure so you know working with her to figure out what it is and she might not even know what it is you yeah know, that, that is the issue i think that's often that's right? often the case for women who've never come it's yeah. like that's up to her to figure out really like she has to that's her responsibility to figure out how her body can get to that point and it's your responsibility, I would say, as her her lover and partner to help her and help her feel most, most comfortable to, and supported figuring that out. My fallback is always is always researching, you know, and, and going to... There are so many books out there about 
sex, whether it's about physical and the anatomy and you want to understand it from that perspective or the you know mental and emotional side of of orgasms and sex and what women need to to feel comfortable enough to to orgasm and, and you know i there's a couple books that i look back on that were really life-changing for me in terms of my my sex life i mean one book i can recommend is called sex women first how to teach him you come first guide to female orgasm and there is that's at least a starting point you know and i think in doing that research and putting in that effort that alone may be enough to unlock a level of attraction security safety in one's partner where they are going to maybe also want to put in the effort to to navigate that in their own in their own body and and you know and and then there's always therapy as well which i'm a supporter of and have you know gone through myself so yeah sex therapy if if it's a if it's a topic related to sex be sure to always talk to a sexologist or a sex therapist don't go to a general therapist to to understand sex related issues because most likely you won't get the full extent of the knowledge you're looking for all right next one is he saving himself for marriage (laughs) that would be a no (laughs) moving on (laughs) who will be the initiator of sex i mean we take turns yeah initiating yeah it's uh, the you know who's horny (laughs) at any given time (laughs) like it just it really just do you think it's equal or do you think it's more you a little bit maybe me a little bit more but not by much not by much no because there's always inherent like flirtation and i i think i flirt i can like be very obvious with my flirting so that you do initiate like Mm-hmm. You know, like where you don't know if I'm just being flirty or like I'm ready to fuck. Yeah. And and I do think that we are good at foreplay, which doesn't necessarily, to your point, immediately lead into sex. But where that is sort of the initiation is the foreplay, which starts right after we end, you know, the previous, yeah. right after we end having sex. So initiation is not... I don't think it's like a black and white, like, I am horny now, I initiate now. Yeah, it's like yeah. always this sort of touching, connecting build up to, you know, both of us kind of being on the same page a lot of times. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times it can happen at any time because we're very touchy. But I'm sure like, you know, for couples who've been together for years and years, that changes and, you know, other things come into play, but... I do always want to prioritize touching. I think like if you're just constantly touching and you don't fall out of that habit, it's it's hard for things to be awkward, at least in my opinion, but I don't have years and years of experience in a relationship sexually. All right, next one. How do you communicate when you want to have sex? It's like, what do we say exactly? I don't know. This is X-rated. <laughs> I think we can share this. Yeah, I mean, there definitely is dirty talk. I feel like there's different levels to communicating when we want sex. There's just, I mean, sometimes you 
you or I will just straight up come out and say, <laughs> you know, the, the things we're thinking in our mind around wanting to touch each other in a certain way or play with each other in a certain way, you know, so... I rub my butt on you a lot. Yeah, you rub your butt on me. That's <laughs> usually... Uh, that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's some very obvious signs... And then there's other things. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I get turned around. I get turned on around you so easily and so often <laughs> that like it's fairly obvious. I mean, sometimes I'll just take your hand and put it down on my, yeah. my dick, like on the outside of my pants, just so you can feel that I'm hard. And you just walked in the kitchen and I said like one thing and then you're like, look. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... Yeah, it it varies, but there's not... It's funny because I guess we don't really think about these things because they feel so organic. As a part of the work to be flirtatious, to be present, to want to communicate that I care about you, I see you, I am attracted to you. So it's almost like there's this foundation of thinking about there's this foundational mindset that sprouts these actions that I don't really have to think about because the mindset of of being conscious about communicating attraction being conscious about touching being conscious about me wanting you to feel my attraction knowing that that's important the actions and the words just sort of come and we literally asked each other that recently. And we I think we've asked each other a few yeah. times. Like, what what makes you feel most attracted to me? Like, Yeah, and, and you said it was physical touch. You really like how physical I am with you. Whether it's like hugging, touching, yeah. grabbing your butt, which is my favorite. And then for me, it's, it's just funny enough, words of affirmation going back to... But we were very specific. I think that yeah, couples true. really like... If you guys are going to do that with your, like, have that question, don't just say words of affirmation. Like, what does that mean to you? Because Andrew's words of affirmation are different than mine. Yeah. Like, different from, would be different from another guy's. So, you know, physical touch, that could mean a hug. Or it could be, it could mean him, like, groping my ass really hardcore. Like, I have to tell him, like, what specific things, like, really get me there and really like make me feel close and also like sexually, you know, close to him. So be specific. Like don't just you. That's why like I I partially like the five love languages, but I also don't like them because they could just be this easy way out to just be like, oh, well, you know, this is my love language. But it's like you you step away. It's kind of like a crutch for not having the conversation. It's just easy to say, oh, it's physical touch. So you should know. Like No, it's there's many you know subcategories under physical touch so make sure that you're communicating that yeah five love languages can feel specific but it's actually it's it's a framework it's very it's still very broad and also it's worth experimenting you know it's worth just because like you recently I, i walked into the kitchen i gave you a hug and i just started like kind of massaging your back and really holding you tight and grabbing your hips and you said, oh, that really turned me on. And I was like rubbing my hands around your around your body in a certain way, in a way that up to that moment, you wouldn't even have been able to tell me that that would be something that would turn you on because you didn't know it. And mm. then all of a sudden you realize, oh, I just got really turned on by the way he touched me. So there's also a, I think it's also important to be a little bit creative around the words that you use, the way you touch 
the way you touch your partner because that will lead to learning things about the other person. And I guess also I feel safe and secure doing those things because mm-hmm. if you don't like something, I'm not going to take it personally. And if you communicate that you don't like something, then that's just, for me, that's just data. That's just something for me to log and try something else next time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like a really important point is to like, you know, it's it's hard, like, because you have to be on the same page with, like, accepting that there's going to be a trial and error in order to create novelty. And novelty is so important, especially if you've been in a relationship for a long time. And it's like, if you don't, if you both don't feel comfortable initiating novelty, then you're not going to incorporate it into your relationship. So to have a conversation around, like, like, hey, like, you know, if something doesn't feel good, you could always tell me, right? Like, just checking in with your partner to make sure that, you always have that open communication of like, I'm not going to take it personally. It's okay if like, you know, blah, blah, blah. I just think we just need to be very, just more outspoken about that. I was going to make another point that was important and forget it. Okay. Only fans, y'all should fuck. <laughs> we have thought about it. <laughs> we we've outlined our rich life and looked at how much money it will take to live that rich life, and OnlyFans would get, get us get there us. probably quicker. Pretty quick, yeah. <laughs> but not have not taken that seriously. <laughs> but it, it has been fun to joke about that as we think about how we're going to make enough money to live the kind of lives that we ultimately want to live. Yes. <laughs> All right. To right, that question I don't understand. Have you considered slash experienced threesomes and foursomes? We've considered it. Not together, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. well, you've had... You've yeah. had a threesome. Before. Yeah, I've had a threesome. I've had a foursome. You did? Yeah. You oh, you did a swap. Yeah. 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 I never... I never had a threesome. And not not together, but it will likely happen one day. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean not together? I mean, we haven't done a threesome or foursome oh, together. I thought you meant like, <laughs> not together. It will happen with someone else. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, hey, I want to be part of your threesome. <laughs> yeah, not, not yet, but yeah. yeah. I'm sure it's we have some, cards. We have some sex goals. We're also putting on our rich life list. Some fantasies. <laughs> Our rich sex life. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we're living our rich sex life. It's not a bad life. Yeah, Yeah. we're doing pretty well. (laughs) Okay. Taking nudes together, intimate or not? I guess like if... Not sure I understand the question. I think I think they're wondering if that would be like a good form of intimacy to like take nudes together. Yeah, I I mean... Like take videos together nude... Like, shoot your own porn. If that's what you're into and that's what you want. <clears throat> yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. That seems like whatever a perfectly works. healthy, mm-hmm. fun thing to do. We haven't done it, but, you know. Yeah, we want to, though. Yeah, I'm sure we will. We want to make a porno for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe only fans. <laughs> no, just kidding. Maybe. Okay, how can I work myself into another couple's sex relationship when... Either don't want me there. Yeah, you probably can't. And that's, it's probably not a good yeah, idea. That's, that's walk away, let's, sir. Let's stay. Walk away. You should, yeah, probably just yeah. let that one go. Yeah, I think that 
I think I know. I think I'm trying to think because this, the man in this picture reminds me that I had a conversation. I think, I think his situation is that he's in a relationship, but it's open and his partner is more so going to this other man for sex and they're having more sex than with him. So he's actually in the relationship with her. But she seems to gravitate towards this other guy a lot oh, more God. than him. Got it. Context so, matters. So, yeah, yeah. I just remember, I'm like, I'm like, wait, I think I know him. So, yeah, maybe don't just walk away in that case. Um, <laughs> yeah. Work myself into another couple's sex relationship when either don't want me yeah. there. I mean, if, I mean, if that is the context, this is really, this is your area of expertise more so. I, I'm not sure I even have much of an opinion on context matters so much in this yeah. one. There's, yeah, with all these a, questions. Yeah, there there is so much in that situation that needs to be sort of uncovered. I, I mean, I would say like the first thing is like, why do you think they don't want you there? Like, have you been able to have open discussions with your partner to ask her like what she enjoys about your sex life? What would she enjoy more if you did more? Like, what would you want to experiment? What would she want to experiment with you? that's different and new and don't even mention don't even bring up him just make it about like getting clearer on what what she enjoys about your sex relationship and also like what is she dissatisfied with that makes her go towards the other the other guy more often so if you can get if you can feel confident enough to ask this question and get clear on on why like she is turning away from you or like what is most sexually enticing for her when it comes to you, I think that conversation is the best place to start in order to to be more of like this type of open or threesome or whatever you're looking to happen there. But communication is is key. I mean, I my, one of my favorite sayings that I always say <laughs> by me, <laughs> my favorite quote. <laughs> one of my favorite quotes by Steph Ganowski is. <laughs> Talk about sex more than you have it. Like, you have to talk about it more than you actually have it. Okay, that's actually a great quote. That's a great quote. Right? Yeah, that's really great. Right? Okay. But it's so true because people are like, oh, well, this happens during sex and I'm not sure what to think. Like, did you ask her? Are you just asking me? No, I only ask you. Why? You're not having sex with me. Like, ask her. No, I I welcome all of your questions. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. But, But you know what I mean? Like, you need to be able to have, like, these conversations and not be afraid to ask, you know, what what hasn't been great about our sex life. You don't see, you seem a little distant from it. You seem like you don't want it. Like, why is that? You know, you have to be able to ask the hard questions just as much as you're, you know, too many people just assume like, oh, that was amazing. Wasn't that amazing? And it's like, if it wasn't, you know, and you're never opening the conversation or discussion up to it not being amazing, then it's never going to improve, right? Like, And you and I have actually gone through, I mean, we just, at the beginning of this, we said our, our sex life is you know, better than it ever has been. And, and that's because of the amount we've talked about it and, and had, you know, a couple of kind of uncomfortable talks around, yeah. around our sex life and, you know, and things that we wanted from each other that we either weren't getting or like in my case, you know, we jumped into toys and, and role play and all these things <laughs> that were, could be fun, but for me, felt very overwhelming earlier, you know, at, at that point in the relationship because so much of it was like novel and new 
and I was found myself very much in my head trying to, you know, digest all these new <laughs> things that we were trying while also trying to be present and enjoy myself. And I had to ask for us to kind of set those things to the side and focus on connection and focus on, you know, just just being able to be present and slow those things down. Not that they don't have a, a time and a place because we have integrated those into our sex life since then. But point being, that was not a particularly fun or comfortable conversation. But I think in having that conversation, you and I felt much closer afterwards. And our sex life has only improved since then. And had I not brought that up, you know, and, and let that brush that under the rug, when I've done that in the past, it's caused like resentment and frustration that then eventually comes out, right? Like eventually, yeah. eventually it comes out and I mention it out of anger and all of a sudden you're caught off guard because you're like, whoa, where did this, where did this come from? And instead, we were able to have that conversation in like a calm, mature, secure way that was, I think, very healthy and, and worked well for us. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that conversation was very scary to me because I was like, I remember saying to you like, does this mean like we're not going to work? And like, just like getting really upset and nervous about that being such a normal, like, those things being like my idea of normal sex and like what I always gravitate towards. And then for you to not connect with it right away made me feel like we didn't connect. And then I was like, I kind of realized later that, that it was really just because I didn't have enough relationships sexually where I did have a partner who like really cared and prioritized like connecting with me during sex. Like it, it always had been kind of more like fun and crazy versus like, versus like built upon a connection and I think now that we've like set that foundation and built comfort there it's we're able to do more of the crazy like fun you know things that I I just jumped into right from the start because you know that was my way of, of thinking of my sex life so Definitely was interesting. Definitely was uncomfortable. Like it was very uncomfortable to hear. It made me nervous. And I think that like even our conversation, you were like, you were like, no, like I don't think this is definitely not like a, it's just something we need to work through. Like it's not, and I'm like, I'm a sex coach. I'm supposed to be good at it. (laughs) (laughs) It Out of all of our problems, like this is it. (laughs) What's wrong with me? It was devastating for a minute. And then I did have to reassure you and be like, no, we're, we're fine. Like this is, this is, you know, we're going to have much bigger, like, you know, (laughs) issues at some point in our, in our relationship. This is like simple for us to work through, and this is not a this is not a problem at all. This is just something that you and I are working on together, and is completely normal for any relationship, in particular one that is so new where we're trying to get you know understand each other better. So yeah, yeah I I remember having to sort of just give you a kiss and a hug and tell you it was all going to be okay and we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, and then it was all better, and we did. We figured it out. What is the best thing that she does for you during sex? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> A little personal. Getting, getting personal. Whatever, um, if you don't want to share it. No, I'll, I'll share. The best thing <laughs> that you do for me during sex. My mom's going to be like, stop, don't say it. 
my mom's listening to this, like trying not to listen to it, but she she will. She can't not. <laughs> yeah. It's like the car wreck you can't look away from. The best thing Steph does during sex, I... Oh, that's a tough one. I... I feel like there's so many... Yeah, there's just a lot. I really so like... great things that I do. <laughs> I... I really I like that. your dirty talk. It was actually, it was the level of dirty talk that you do is like very new to me. So I've, I've gotten, not only have I gotten used to it as we've, we've done it more, but I've also come to enjoy it more. And now sometimes I'm talking, <laughs> You're I talking more, dirty more talk than me now. Yeah. Than you do. <laughs> I think I trained him well. So, but I really like I really like your your dirty talk and your your playfulness around around that. And I I my favorite my favorite thing in general that you make me feel is you wanting me to feel good you wanting me to orgasm like you wanting me to come like when i sense that it's getting hot in here yeah. <laughs> you turn a fan on <laughs> we'll be right back this, this podcast is brought to you by. <laughs> so yeah and i i feel that i do feel that from you and uh, and so that that just for me for whatever reason that naturally gets me to like really turned on in, in that like very sexual sexual energy. I I like I mean if we're getting, getting really specific one? here, yeah. I mean I really <laughs> like when you touch yourself while we're having while we're having sex. That like really mm-hmm. drives me crazy and, and turns me on. And I like when you touch me. I like when you use your hands to like rub my arms or my chest or anything that makes me feel like you're turned on by me yeah. so but it's a great question i should actually think about mm, that more yeah that is a great question i just love everything you do like i i love when you when you pin my hips down that's definitely like mm-hmm. ooh, like <laughs> i never had someone do it the way you do so that was like very new and like holy shit like that was so hot so now that's that's always incorporated. I, I love how you kiss me like head to toe, like the full body kisses in Literally. the morning. In the morning especially. What'd you say? Literally. Literally, yeah. Yeah. Literally gets to the point where you're sucking on my toes, which I also like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and yeah, I like how you grope me. You're very good at like groping my I feel like this is getting so X-rated. <laughs> really, yeah, it took a turn. <laughs> All right, I should probably stay on track here. But pretty much just, I think it's important for for guys to realize, like, what a difference a grope can make versus, like, a squeeze. Like, mm-hmm. I've had grown men just, like, squeeze my boobs. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. there's a big difference between this and, like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and a, yeah, a grope meaning, and I, <clears throat> where my thinking is coming from when I do that is I want you to feel desired. Like I want you to understand through my physical communication that I am, that I desire you, that I am attracted to you. And for me, I don't know if that was natural or if I picked that up at some point, but that has come out in me just touching your whole body and firmly gripping you but not just like pinching you somewhere 
you know, it's like it's like rubbing you firmly on your back, on your butt, on your hips, on your mm. boobs, on your on your chest, or pressing down on you in certain in certain ways, and 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 yeah, just communicating physically that like I I desire you, and I I am like lusting for you, your body, and I'm very turned on in the moment. <laughs> I can tell. I'm like, <laughs> babe, slow down, slow down. <laughs> Uh, Still got some questions left. <laughs> no, we're gonna make it. How much time? <laughs> I know. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Woo! Can do this. <sighs> What's the best way to open up communication? Hmm. I don't know. Is there a way? I'm trying to think how I've broached any subjects that were not totally comfortable and I'm not sure that there's a specific tactic I think opening up communication maybe when we feel like most I don't know I sometimes sometimes we it's it's been not forced but I do think that where it's been like okay you know something something seems like it might be off and then you can just come out and ask like hey something is something off I'm I can't quite tell if mm. you know and then it's just okay to just ask where that person is coming from because I know especially if I'm feeling any type of anxiety like recently we talked about we talked about that and I just expressed that I've been feeling anxiety recently and and, and coming from a place of like this is how I feel not like you know, you make me feel this way or you mm. are this thing. You're making you're me feel anxious. Yeah, yeah. Anxious yeah. It was just, I'm feeling anxious for some reason. And, and then that, you know, opened up the door to you to just simply ask questions. And because you care about me and because, you know, you, you wanted to understand where I was coming from, that, you know, mm. you, you walked through that door that I had opened. Other times, I'm trying to think how we broached the conversations around sex as well. And... I'm not sure. And by the way, guys, this is what I was talking in the beginning of the episode where I think Andrew's really good at like being vulnerable because he doesn't like there's never any blame when he's feeling a certain way. It's never like, oh, like you made me feel like this when you said this. You know, it doesn't it never comes across like that. It's like I'm feeling anxious and, you know, I think it might have to do with that. Do you see where I'm coming from? You know, it's always just like, hey, here's my side of things. Can you agree with me? Or like, or maybe it's just simply him like stating that he's feeling anxious. Like, hmm, I'm, I'm like feeling really anxious. I'm not really sure why. And then, yeah, because I do care about him, I will be curious and ask. But it's very hard to be curious as a partner if you're if you're being blamed at the start. If you're feeling like, attacked. Yeah, if you're feeling attacked, you're just automatically going to put up a shield and then use your weapon, right? Like that's how, so we have to be really conscious of like, if you're feeling a certain way, don't just outright blame your partner for why you're feeling that way but ex- like share your partner like hey I just want to share this with you I think it might have to do with our discussion and I'm wondering if we could like talk this through further you know like that's a much better I mean there's it depends on context of course but yeah and I think being vulnerable is not something that has come naturally to me I, I've that's something I've only learned and you know partly through Steph's help really in the last year and a half where 
if if I was in previous relationships, if I ever pointed the finger, I think that was a defense mechanism because I was so uncomfortable with being vulnerable that I couldn't just come out and say I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling upset or sad or hurt because saying those things made me feel weak. It made me feel like less of a man because I thought I shouldn't feel this way. I should be stronger and I should be able to figure this out. And eventually what I realized was that being vulnerable requires courage and that I just simply didn't have the courage to express how I felt because I was uncomfortable with those emotions and was also afraid that if I expressed how I felt and these emotions that that made me feel weak, I would come across as weak and then turn my partner off, that I would turn you off. And and I, I actually, I just came out and said that when we talked yeah, recently. Yeah. I said, hey, I'm, I've been feeling anxious for some reason lately. And then I continued as we talked through it. And I said, yeah, and I'm, I, it's even uncomfortable for me to express that I'm feeling anxious because I'm worried that it will turn you off. Like I, I feel like, you know, less masculine when I am vulnerable in that way. And then it was really helpful and I, I moved past that anxiousness because, you know, you reassured me that not only does it not turn you off, but it fosters connection, which turns you on. And so I found that mm -hmm. the more the more I'm vulnerable with people I love and respect and who love and respect me, the more the fear that I always had about what comes from being vulnerable whether it's rejection or being unloved or unlikable is just totally unfounded because I'm only ever received with love and care and respect and kindness from the people that I express vulnerabilities with. And so it does get, it has gotten easier over time to, to, you know, Trust take that, that leap. Communication yeah, style. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's really what we've gotten, what we're getting good at too through practice is like in moments like that, me just being like asking you, like, can I help to make you less anxious? Or like, what can I do? Like, is there anything I could do to help? Sometimes it's just that. And it's like, you know, if he, and, and you had a specific thing that I, that I could do. And then I, I was intentional that day about doing that more. And I think that, if you communicate like that, it's kind of like, all right, we're, we're in this together, you know, like we're, it's kind of like that team feeling once again, where it's, it's like, Hey, like, you know, you're my, you're my man. I want you to feel good. Like, what can I do to make you feel good? Like, that's, let's make this both our goals for you to feel better. And then no, yesterday I had my moment. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, just like crying in the shower for no reason. And you're like... You were crying? No, I wasn't, oh, I wasn't okay. actually crying. But like, I was yeah, just like getting like really... Expressing anxiousness. Yeah, I was so anxious. And then, you, yeah, you were just talking to me through the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> like, Why do you feel that way? Yeah. Was, like yeah. anything I could do? And I was like, I'm going to feel needy. And then you were like, I don't think you're needy. And it's yeah. funny. It's just reassurance goes a long way. Yeah, yeah. How much more time do you have? <laughs> Keep going. Okay, okay. This is fun. It is fun. Okay, next one. Do you share your fantasies with each other? My wife is hesitant to share hers because they're hers. Yeah, we share all of our fantasies with each other. That's 
I, don't, I mean, yeah, it's just the only way. Like... To, that's the only way to, to, I think, fully. I mean, there's there's vulnerability in sharing one's fantasy with another person, and so again, going back to the courage to share a fantasy, especially if it feels like something that could, you know, feel embarrassing or you could be judged for. So I can understand hesitancy around sharing a fantasy. Mm-hmm. So the direct answer to the question is yes, we share our fantasies with each other. I think I think since his wife is not sharing hers, I think sometimes that's a matter of either her not knowing really what her fantasies are is is often the case like when you just refuse to share, it's like you don't have a clear idea of it. And then another another option may just be like maybe she does want them to be hers and that's okay. We have to respect mm-hmm you know, respect that we don't have to share every single fantasy with our partner if we don't want to. That's not like a mandatory thing to have a healthy sex life. You have to share every every single fantasy you have. <clears throat> but I think like, you know, if you shared something, one of yours, and then you asked her, you know, have you ever thought about this? Or like, you know, threesomes? Or like, is there anything like specific, like maybe a memory that we have together that you think about once in a while? Like if you encourage her and like feed her some ideas, that would be, you'll, you'll, you know, there's a much more better chance that she would share something. Because I, I do think that people will, will be, feel very awkward coming out and sharing it if they're not used to having these conversations and they may just shut it down because it's, it, yeah, fear of judgment, they feel awkward or they simply don't know. So, so yeah, just know it's not the, it's not the end of the world if she's like, no, I don't want to share. But if you can encourage through the conversation, it could help a lot. But yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel, yeah, I would feel like I could share any of my fantasies with you as weird as they are. And you would just, (laughs) I don't really have that many, I don't think I have any weird, and weird, I mean, like, you know, just not average. I think, I think I have one that I didn't share with you that I could tell you. Oh. After this. Wow. Cannot go on the podcast. (laughs) Okay. Both of you, favorite date night you've been on together? For me, definitely the dinner at... The dinner in New York. What, what, at the Fulton. The Fulton. Which was followed by what was really my favorite part, which was the walk along New York. The Hudson. The Hudson. And, yeah, I just learned so much. I just asked you a thousand questions <laughs> that night and learned so much about you. It's my life story. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and it just gave me a whole new level of respect and admiration for who you are and I remember a lot clicking for me that night and feeling very like the most connected to you I had ever had by a lot up to that point mm-hmm. and yeah so that was my that was my favorite date night for sure I love that that was like a three-hour walk too yeah or it, was like, it was like it was yeah time. I just walked a long time yeah it's like eight to like midnight mm-hmm. <laughs> That was nice. Mine, <laughs> when I had a lot of period pain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. No, I was, it was also in New York. And yeah, I just really, I had, I was in so much pain all day. And I felt really bad because we had plans to, to do certain things. 
and and be out and about and and I just couldn't move and I just felt like fully supported by you and you were rubbing my back for like in and my head for literally like an hour and a half straight I think you fell asleep while rubbing me <laughs> like and I was just like oh you so you're so nice <laughs> like, yeah you were just, you we were ordered food you ordered state. Yeah, I was very, very anxious. I had a health concern I was really struggling with and just I was on the phone with doctors on and off all day and I just felt like my body was breaking and and I feel I honestly would have went into like a full-blown panic attack if you weren't there that day because, and I think that's why it was so spe- like such a memorable moment for me because although it wasn't like fun and flirty, it was like just having you there exactly as you were there was like all I needed and it just put me in this state of peace and then we just binged watch movies and comedy mm-hmm. and like you ordered ordered in some, ordered in some really good out. Chinese yeah. and then and then we end, I ended up feeling better like towards the night and then we went for a long walk again and that was just like yeah I think it was just the overall support at a moment that where I felt so weak and so I felt so needy and I felt like such a boring like bummer (laughs) of a person because it was like Saturday and all day I'm like crying like all day so yeah just to like feel the support that you gave me and still like get our laughs in and like do your best to like to like acknowledge me but also make me feel better was just yeah just like so nice so so nice okay what no you knew about my profession (laughs) I don't know what that means how do you deal with rejection when she isn't in the mood for sex or foreplay? Just deal with it. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's not, I don't have to, it's not something I really think about. If she's not in the mood, she's just not in the mood. I, I'm i not like, I don't know, I'm, I'm not like in a rush. And also, I don't take it personal. Like it's, it doesn't have anything to do with me. And I think it's hard to answer this with our relationship because it is very sexual between the two of us. Yeah. So there's not much rejection. rejection. <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh, if it's like, baby, it's sex twice already. It's like, okay, I won't take it personally. Yeah. I mean, not, there is probably, what would you say? Like, I'm sure there's been times, times where one of us, yeah, one of us has been in the mood and the other. And, and yeah, I don't, I mean, just, I remember I really, I remember I really wanted to suck your dick that one day and you had meetings and you kept saying no because you oh, had yeah. to like you had like things you had you just had work to you had to do and I was like please and I was like literally seriously begging you and you like you said no like three times you had to like say no and I like that put me in a little place where I'm like oh my god like I've never like seriously had to beg like a guy to suck his dick and him tell me no and it like it just yeah it just threw me in a new world where I'm like oh my god does this mean I'm not sexy does this mean this like why doesn't he want me to am I not that good at it anymore but yeah it was it was simply just because you had <laughs> you had shit to do and you were in focus mode for work and yeah I just we just picked it up later so it was fine yeah and there was also the time when you you wanted to have sex and it was the same situation except instead of you taking no for an answer you just like seduced me later 
<laughs> in your office. <laughs> in my office, yeah. My office at home. <laughs> I work from home. And yeah, and then we did end up having sex. But it was like fun and playful that I was like saying no because I had to work. And you were just like, you know, talking dirty and like making it fun. And I just, yeah. Could not resist. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> resist. So I don't know. I think, I think, I think just as a general rule of thumb, handling things in a way that's playful and like with a smile on your face is a, it's hard to go wrong. Yeah. It's really hard to go wrong. I just... I mean, even when you were turning me down for the, the BJ, you were like, babe, no, not right now. Stop it. Like, you know, you were like being silly, but I was like, wait, why isn't this working? I should be able to seduce him. But yeah, I think, yeah, that's a good, that is a good rule of thumb. All right. Did anyone come giggity into, <laughs> into the relationship with more experience than the other? I mean, yeah, I, it depends on what how you define experience. I mean, I think we both have had our fair share of sleeping with people, but you definitely had more experience with like you know toys and role play and all these things. That I mean, I've done a lot. I've had a lot of first time experiences with you that were not the first time for you. So mm-hmm. you've had a definitely a wider variety of experiences. But if we're talking body count here, I think we've both, you know, yeah, we've both been with people. (laughs) Do you even know your number? No. Yeah, me either. What are big no's from both of you in the bedroom? No shitting on me. Yeah, I mean... You can pee on my leg in the shower. I mean, yeah, I don't know. There's like a long list of things that I'm just not into. Like, I don't want anything... I'm not. I'm not gonna say forever, but I at this point in my life, I have just no interest in anything being in my butt, <laughs> like at all. Yeah, no, no judgment there at all. It just just doesn't sound appealing to me right now, and and hasn't up to this point in my life. Other than that, I mean, there's plenty of things like I don't really feel like being electrocuted on my nipples. I don't want any part of me touching fire. You know, there's lots of things that don't necessarily interest me blood play there's some crazy shit out there yeah Um, yeah, which no judgment (laughs) yeah do your thing but yeah do your thing but there's you know there's no there's no there's no neither of us have had to like draw any like boundaries that have been yeah that one of us is into and so i think in that way we're lucky because we're compatible yeah yeah i don't know what this means his thoughts on sex club and if she wasn't that Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. We liked the sex club though. It was fun. I mean, it was super entertaining. The sex club was yeah. hilarious, and every time I think about it, I just I crack up because it was such a <laughs> funny, weird, ridiculous, just entertaining night. So I thought the sex club was that specific sex club. I I would never go back. It wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't like. Into if you guys it. haven't heard the story, go check out the podcast episode. I went to a sex club. That's what it's called. Yeah, so super yeah, fun, great first experience. We didn't even end up doing anything with each other or anyone else when we were there, but it was just a really funny, entertaining night. Mm-hmm. It was great. All right, next one. Are you the best sex he's ever had? <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah, she is a 
a goddess among women. <laughs> you orgasms multiple times I'm a day. I'm orgasming right now. I can't, <laughs> just can't stop. All um, day, every day. Yeah, I mean, best, don't answer this. I don't, but, you know, there's, there's no. This isn't like a best. That that requires like a some sort of comparison. It's yeah. like an apples and oranges. It's just yeah. There's not a. But yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I've definitely had. I guess you can compare. I've definitely had some pretty bad, you know, sex experiences, and so from that perspective, yeah, she's she's amazing. Compared to your worst. Compared, I mean, <laughs> Thanks. Like, okay, moving on. Compared to my absolute worst, she's the best. No, she's amazing. Just, just want that on record. She's incredible. I'm very lucky. So are you? I love our sex. How honest is he about his sexual experience with you? I think we kind of covered that, right? We're pretty honest. Yeah, I think we're totally honest. But also, I don't, I don't think either of us are really going out of our way to ask the other person about our sexual history. And you know, like I. Oh, some, oh, is that what this means? I think like so. Like his sexual yeah. past. Oh. Like I don't, I don't. We don't hide it, and sometimes yeah. it naturally comes up to talk about previous experiences. But also, I'm not like going out of my way to act like I don't feel the need to know yeah. all the details about past you know experiences so. yeah I don't either it's like I'd rather not know and then if I have a question I know you'll just tell me the yeah answer. it's like the question around threesomes and foursomes like we had talked about that before because yeah I'm just you know curious but mm-hmm. does he know how amazing you are and how many relationships you've helped <laughs> I do, yeah, yeah. I, I tell her often that I'm her I'm her biggest fan. Yeah. And I am You've been saying that for a long time. Yeah. Even when we were friends, mm-hmm. I did, I would say that because it was it was true. I I've always believed in you and what you do and your ability to I just think you're the perfect person to do what you do because you bring so much fun and playfulness to it and Mm -hmm. you make something that is otherwise very taboo and awkward and uncomfortable for men and you know empower them to talk about a thing that a lot of these guys have probably never and and other than maybe even consuming your content have never been able to talk about with anyone else and you know i know the i know i know the the testimonials you get and the, the 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 way you've affected a lot of guys lives and I even have we just talked about this you know a couple days ago like I have a bigger vision for you what for you doing <laughs> what you're doing than, than you do you know I think there are you can have a, a significant impact on on the future of men's sex health and you know I think right now you're contributing already to a lot of guys lives in a way that is life-changing for them so yeah I, I know I know how great Thanks, you babe. are and how good you are. Aww. Thank you. You're so sweet. <clears throat> and it really helps to be like, we were talking about this last night. Like we, it really helps to have a partner who's like really supportive of just, yeah, just having you totally understand what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And like for you to not, especially for you to not get intimidated by like, by my work and I think that's a question in here somewhere is just so important to me because I never feel like I have to hold back sharing like a result I got for a client like I get so excited like I'll like run into the kitchen and find you and be like guess what happened he was able to do this for the first time in his life and I get so pumped and like for me to like talk about other guys and their dicks and their sex lives and for you to just like 
get excited for my passion and never feel like I like I never once ever felt any criticism for what I do obviously but like never any like jealousy or like never I don't know and I know that when I was dating guys before you it was very there was definitely an intimidation factor and I definitely had to hold back and I couldn't express my excitement because that was weird like why am I getting so excited about like helping guys do this so there was a lot that I had to suppress and with you I feel like the more the merrier <laughs> it's like yeah. you know like I can share everything yeah I like seeing how excited you are and, and I like sharing in your successes because you know and and try to encourage encourage the openness and, and honesty around the whole thing I, I don't feel weird about it at all like at all at all so that mm-hmm. certainly helps yeah 100% does your job affect your relationship in any way better or worse no it's kind of- I think I think better just based on the fact that we're both entrepreneurs. Yeah, I mean, totally. Yeah, in in that way, it, it helps to be able to relate to each other the struggles, trials and tribulations of of trying to start, grow and operate a business. There's a lot that we can share and relate mm-hmm. to one another mm-hmm. and dream about. Yeah, the dreaming is really fun. Mm-hmm. Who is the submissive one? Definitely you. Me. <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> That's me. How does he stay in the moment? Just in life? <laughs> I think during sex. Oh. How do I stay in the moment during sex? I don't know. That's, that's maybe at this point in my life, it's pretty natural. So there's probably things I do that I don't think about. But I am paying very close attention to you and your body and the signals you're giving me around your pleasure or discomfort and so i think just wanting to please you wanting to you know give you pleasure and wanting to just have fun i'm not sure because it's the same way i stay in the moment in any given situation there's just i'm just present i'm just there you know i which means not thinking about other other things not to say i can't get in my own head right we've had situations Mm -hmm. where i've just said like i'm just too much in my head right now and that will happen from from time to time and there's nothing wrong with that but generally speaking i i'm not sure it's just presence i guess that's and, and that's also I'm coming from a place where I have a lot of peace in my life right now. And so I'm sure if I didn't have that, then there were things that were really distracting me or or troubling or difficult elsewhere, then that would, it would be, I'd be saying other things because I would be working through those things. But Mm. at this point, I'm okay putting everything else on pause while we have sex. And I don't feel the need to think about other things or typically be in my own head i think what helps too not that we do this intentionally to be present but i think using the five senses can really help to keep you present like you know like we we do things where we breathe a certain way on each other and that like brings pleasure i know like to me it does and you know like yeah just like a lot of touching each other a lot of like spit exchange <laughs> 
<laughs> like, I think like when you're like keeping, it's not just like you pounding me from behind for a half hour where it could be very easy to like just zone out. You know what I mean? Like That's we're true. staying engaged. Like we're yeah. talking, we are making like intense eye contact. Like there's the groping, there's the, the spitting and tasting and then there's the smelling and like yeah, that's true that's just a, that's taking a, each other in yeah, you know that's a better that's a better answer we are we are keeping things like moving and like yeah like it's, it's always moving stagnant. Yeah, yeah it's not it's not our sex is not stagnant it's moving changing positions changing where we're having sex changing what we're doing sometimes we'll move from sex to going down on one another and then back to sex and back to going down on one another and you know we're like using like, running to the bathroom or, or like yeah or stopping i mean also you know just stopping and holding you and kissing you and then... running to the bathroom i meant to fuck in front of the mirror and then we have to pee and <laughs> he comes back his present <laughs> yeah so i don't know i think just making it playful and fun and keeping it interesting by not doing the same thing for too long yeah helps with presence not that you can't do the same things but like for too long i think is when you can easily yeah and too long as defined by you and your partner yeah and maybe too long is where where you get to the point where you do zone out like only you know that yeah this question (laughs) we're not gonna answer it but when was the first time you fucked you raw and where did he come (laughs) (laughs) question What a question. What a question. (laughs) All right, we only have a few more. Someone's like, you have a partner with crying faces. (laughs) Sorry, boys. She's taken. (laughs) What is his career? Does your career help or hinder the relationship? It's interesting. Yeah. We pretty much talked on that. How often does he get head? (laughs) Mm, I don't know. I mean... When we're together, because mm-hmm. I live in Austin and you live in New York, it's probably almost every day. Every other day. Yeah, somewhere around that. I mean, I, basically as often as I want. So like, it's like yeah, it's not, like, yeah, it's just whenever is natural. So <clears> but it's. I feel like with our. I feel like with our like we've been trying different what's it called like different format of sex how do i say this like oh right because like um, our routine yeah yeah because yeah like you mean how like and and normally it would be normally up until recently i've focused on getting you to orgasm first and then i yeah would yeah orgasm and we recently switched that around so that i and working on orgasm first and then you orgasm. And so part of that is, yeah, into, you know, getting a, getting ahead. Yeah, I feel like I, yeah, I feel like that didn't, it didn't change much, I guess, since we changed that routine. With blowjobs? Yeah. I think if anything, I'm not getting you off on blowjobs. It's more like the foreplay. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're having sex, and then yeah, when you when you come, I get really turned on, and then <laughs> and then I'm ready. Because that that was really interesting. Because I when I, after I orgasm, I can like zone out and then not be as in it because I'm like yeah, I'm like the wind is knocked out of me. <laughs> and I just like yeah, and then you don't get to go as long as you would want. So mm-hmm. I kind of like that we did that because it just seems to work a lot better. Yeah. For us. that you learned new about yourself while being together. 
Definitely have one because we answered this yesterday <laughs> when I randomly read it. Like, we don't remember our answers. Should we come back to it? Yeah, we can maybe try to come back to it. I don't know. Oh, I think I think my answer was that, like, the sex, the type of sex that we have that mm-hmm. is very intimate and connected was something I wasn't used to. And I always kind of looked at sex in this, like, fun, entertaining, crazy way. Cause it, just because I got used to it. So that's just how I most identified with it. And then with Andrew, it became more of, like, like, got to the point where I started enjoying the way that you you wanted to start off with so much that you were like, hey, we could try toys again. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't even notice. And you started dirty talking more than me yeah. <laughs> because I, like, toned it down. But, yeah, and I think that I just felt, like, really connected to you having sex in that way. And then it's just easier to do the fun stuff because yeah. our connection is so much better. Yeah, it's, it's easier to bring the other stuff back in mm-hmm. after that. Is it intimidating to date a sexologist? No. At all? No. Do you practice what you preach? Do you think I practice what I preach being my partner? Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing... I've never felt any sense of hypocrisy from from you good that's good how do you balance one person's needs slash kinks with the other person's right to refuse that's tricky yeah I in our relationship we match really well when it comes to our compatibility there's not really a disconnect between what you want versus what i want to give or vice versa Mm -hmm. so i I just can't really speak to that one personally because i don't we haven't really had to had to face that up to this point Mm -hmm. i would say in general in general it's a matter and i use this is another of my favorite stuff quotes Not stuff, but this is a lesson that I teach over and over and over. And I think it resonates really well with people. And it's to always use whenever there's like an intimidation factor of sharing a kink or embarrassment or shame, always ask yourself, what's the baby step version of this? Because it's so, it can be very intimidating to go to your partner and say, Hey, like I'm really into feet. I want to suck on your toes while I fuck you. And that person has never heard that you were into feet at all. Like you've never shared that. They're going to be like, whoa, like that's a lot. Like chill. Like, no, you can't do that. And it's just automatically going to set you up for more defensiveness. If you just go like, hey, I want to fuck you in the ass, but you've never touched her asshole. Like that's a huge jump. So to ask yourself if you have a fetish, okay, let me bring it back to like, what would the baby step be of communicating this fetish or what? Why are you smiling? Oh, no. Sorry. I I zoned out. Okay. He's not being present. (laughs) Are you fantasizing about my feet? (laughs) My my foot only fans that we talked about. Yeah. So pretty much just asking yourself, like, 
what would the easiest way, like the example I use, the primary example I use is if you want to have anal sex with your partner and you guys have never done anything anally. You you need to start with like, hey, can I, would you mind if I start rubbing your asshole next time we have sex? Or like, you know, like put some spit on my finger and just rub and like tell me how that feels. Like, are you down to try that? And you're much more likely to get a yes to that because it's it's not so out of the blue intense. You know what I mean? So I would say that's going to set you up for the most success. And if you can't get to the point of actually fulfilling that desire or being able to play out that kink with your partner, then it's a matter of figuring out if there's a way you can do it on your own, if you can open the relationship to get that desire fulfilled and make sure you communicate it with your partner. So yeah, it could be tricky in terms of compatibility, but sometimes there's ways to work around it. And then, you know, sometimes it's just a compatibility issue and you can't work around it and you have to decide if you can live without that kink or if you want to, you know, move on to a new partner. So yeah. All right, we're getting to the end. What feature does he love most about you? Feature? Physical? Just any feature? I don't know. My ass. Yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> I My butt. I grab your ass more than anything else. Like, I, your ass drives me crazy. So, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely use that <laughs> yeah <clears throat> kiss it bite it big, okay, big fan <laughs> all right next my girl is getting her breasts done how do you like Steph's breasts i love them for real. <laughs> for real yeah i i didn't know how i was going to feel about them because i knew you had fake boobs prior to anything becoming romantic and wondered if I would have if I wouldn't feel super excited about them but yeah no I love them as if they were <laughs> there naturally they're Aww. great thanks <laughs> What has the communication revealed that you have enjoyed that you never thought you would? I, I haven't, there's, there hasn't been any surprise mm -hmm. things that I've enjoyed that I never thought I would. Not yet. I mean, long road ahead of us to discover mm -hmm. what each of us likes, but so far nothing has surprised me. I think the dirty talk, you've realized that you like that maybe more than you thought. Yeah, I, I, no, I've had dirty talk from other relationships and I liked it. I think you're the most comfortable with it of anyone I've ever been with. And so I wouldn't say it's a surprise. I do like it and have also gotten comfortable with doing it myself. <laughs> I always thought you were good. You were really good from the beginning. Oh God, I felt so awkward <laughs> at first. I was just like, I'm saying the same thing over and over again and... Switch it up, bro. <laughs> She's going to get bored. <laughs> so in my head. No, you always did great. And you do really well now. You could teach a class on it now. <laughs> Speaking of which, my next master class for December is on the topic of dirty talk. So I don't have anywhere for you to sign up yet. <laughs> yes. But I will soon by next podcast episode. So definitely keep an eye out for that. It's going to be December's master class is 
on Dirty Talk. It's going to be a fun one. So yeah, that is that is it. That is all the, the major good ones. Some of them don't make sense. Some are just like weird. <laughs> so, hour and a half of us sharing some personal shit. How do you feel? I feel good. Yeah, I love that we've progressively gotten closer and closer. <laughs> like physically, physically, I'm like on top of it. No, this is good. This is this is fun. I hope this was. I hope it was helpful to share these things. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right, let's go fuck. (laughs) Until next time. (laughs) Until next time. Okay, guys, that's it. Like I said, Dirty Talk is the masterclass for December, but what's out now is the masturbation meditation. So if you want to check that out, like I said, it's in the description of this podcast. And have an amazing morning, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. I hope this episode helped you. If it did, I would love for you to leave me an iTunes review. It would mean the world to me. You can also screenshot your favorite episodes and tag me on Instagram at Steph Ganowski. And before I go, remember, your sex life is as good as you make it out to be. Until next time.